You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Nick, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing great, Dave. How are you? I'll tell you what, I'm very glad it's Friday. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. No, and Friday means another uh, recording of the uh, soon-to-be-famous Kitchen Table Finance podcast. That's right. Podcast day. Yes. This is kind of a continuation of a topic we started back in January um, with New Year. We did a kind of a deep dive in how to get started on budgeting. But this is kind of an advanced form of budgeting that applies to a lot of people. And we get a lot of questions around how do we how do we make a budget when our income isn't even, when when it's lumpy? Unfortunately, most not everybody gets paid the same amount every two weeks, like clockwork. Um, right. And more and more these days, it seems like we have uneven amounts of income, whether that's teachers getting paid for the months of the year right. they work, which is what we run into a lot with our MSU folks, but also... Yep people that are maybe self-employed and income fluctuates or people that are employed, but maybe a big part of their salary is bonus structure and that can fluctuate from month to month. Either way, things are lumpy. And yeah, the first time I I sat down to figure this kind of problem out with clients, it was was, uh, a couple of MSU professors who were being paid for a, a whole year's worth of salary, but being only paid during the school months. So they got all 12 months in the span of nine months. To tackle that sort of problem, you know, the easiest way to do it from my point of view is when you're constructing your budget, when you're sitting down and figuring out what your expenses are, make three columns instead of just two. And if you think back to when we talked about budgeting originally, we talked about taking all of your annual and semi-annual bills and figuring out what the monthly amount was. Right. right. Dividing them by 12. So you're budgeting a little bit for the insurance bill, a little bit for your taxes. You know, mortgage is easy because that is monthly. But essentially turn everything into a monthly expense. Well, in this situation, you have to think about it in terms of what is the annual expense divided by nine. So you figure out your your whole year's worth of expense. If you're paying a thousand dollars a month for your mortgage. You need $12,000 a year, but in those nine months that you're being paid in the teacher scenario, you need to budget $1,333 every month so that then in June, July, and August, you've got that $3,000 you need set aside. A couple things. One is, and I think where people get into trouble, just like anything, is having a budget in the first place. Understanding what those numbers are is <laughs> right. probably the most important part, Right. Right. How much is my mortgage right. every month? And then it gets even more complicated because if you have money coming in every month and going out every month, it's easy to, and it's even, it's easy to not necessarily exactly know what those yeah. numbers are and what that is. But when you're on uneven income, everything's going to be great when you're getting money in on a monthly basis. But when it stops for those three months out of the right. year, in, in your scenario, Dave, it's going to be all of a sudden no crap. You know, sometimes I sound like a broken record with this stuff, I know, but, you know, this is where um, some of the electronic tools really shine. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my favorite being you need a budget, but there's a lot of 
um, online systems out there that essentially replicate the old envelope system where every time you get paid, you're sticking a little bit away for each expense. So you know what you've got and what it's designated for. You can do that on paper. You can do it electronically, but some kind of accounting system, even if it's, you know, opening a separate savings account that you label as this is what I need for summer. And I know, um, a lot of like the MSU faculty uses the MSU credit union. And I believe they have that built right into their account structure where you can uh, label certain savings accounts for certain uses. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, That's a a great way to do it in the digital world of not having envelopes (coughs) tucked under your mattress, like your grandparents might have. Right. Um, Or mason jars. That would work too. Right. (laughs) So, uh, but the other thing, the flip side of this too, that I'll I'll say is it's not just if you have uneven income, a lot of times you'll have uneven expenses. And so, for example, you might have a bill that comes in quarterly. And if you're not preparing for that, by putting that money aside on a monthly basis, you kind of get into the same trap or have an annual bill like your car tabs you always harp on that one because that's my gift from the state of michigan is my uh (laughs) my birthday gift is is my my car tabs every year right my bill but you know if you're paying property taxes if it's not escrowed or if you are in michigan and your gas bill skyrockets for four months out of the year you know all of these things are things that if you have a budget and you break that annual expense down monthly the same philosophy applies. It's just a little bit right. more exacerbated, if you will, if you're only getting paid nine months out of the year. Yeah, yeah. A, a good way to put it is budgeting. Budgeting is important. And if your income is uneven, it's even more important. Right. And the more yeah. uneven your income is, the more important budgeting is. With our teaching faculty and those folks, it's at least it's a set salary, right? And we kind of right. know like, hey, if we take nine months and divide it out. You know, we know what we have. But then there's also the other two groups, one being, you know, professionals that get a bonus. A lot of times people will get a bonus in February or March. It seems to be the pattern. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's always a question of then how do we allocate this over the year? There's a couple of different ways I like to think about that. First, you know, if it was me and that budget was a probable but not a definite I would try to make my monthly budget be based on my salary, right? Right. We're not not necessarily needing that bonus to make my mortgage payments the rest of the year. And to make that work, sometimes what we've done with clients is said, okay, these are your, this is your budget. And this is how, you know, what you need to allocate out of your salary every month. And we also want these savings goals, but, you know, some of those can be allocated to the you know, some of those extra things would then be budgeted for in the bonus. I think you're spot on. And I think the ideal thing is if you can do your monthly fixed expenses and have all the money that you need come out of your Mm -hmm. salary. And then when your bonus comes in, you say, okay, I'm going to put X amount towards this savings goal, X amount towards retirement, X amount towards. Right. And And catch up. Right. And and catch up and, and put yourself in a better place or you know, if you, let's say you're in a situation where maybe your bonus is a bigger part of your overall salary. And so you have to use some of that bonus. Well, let's try to base your, the amount that you need for your daily or monthly budget on like the baseline worst case scenario for what that bonus looks like. That's, that's the way we've, we've done it with clients. And it's, it's not, um, 
it's it then it becomes about prioritization right and right. i guess the the more important and the more regular and impactful the expense the more important it is that that comes out of your monthly salary and also the more important it is that you have a good emergency fund for when well. those <laughs> you know for when those year or when those bonuses don't come through you got a backup right, right. You're not right you're not banking on this as your only option in case yes. something does happen and if if you're keeping score in the uh, kitchen table podcast game, Nick made it eight minutes and thirty seconds this episode before he mentioned emergency. <laughs> yeah, <fun>. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's going to come up at some point during every episode. It's just a question of how far we make it. That so, true. And, and then and then the next group. This is where the emergency fund becomes even more important. What if you're what if you're a freelancer or a contractor who has not just lumpy income, like a contractor may make 80% of their money between May and October in Michigan, you right. know, or, or some condensed season, and you never know month to month when that check is going to come in, it gets even more difficult. But again, even more important to have that emergency fund and to have a budget. Yeah, absolutely. And I can think of, you know, a great example would be somebody who does snow removal, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, you yeah, can, you yeah, can start working yeah. in November or you could not start working until February and, and it's going right. to come in waves right. for sure. But yeah, just, you know, making sure that you're prepared for that, have the emergency fund, know what your budget numbers are and um, make sure that you're setting aside enough to cover your expenses for the year before you start you know, talk, putting money in the vacation right. fund or, or spending money on things that don't qualify or th- that you don't need for your annual yeah. budget. Yeah. Functionally, the way I've done it with a couple of clients is, you know, try to come up with a baseline average, like worst case scenario, I should have X every month throughout the course of the year and, and budget around that and then build out from there with like, okay, if things go moderately well, then we're going to do this. And if things go even better than that, then we've got these other things we'll fund. But then those big months become equivalent to those bonuses that that we talked about a second ago that, yeah, you know, if, if July, all of those payments come in, you need to be setting aside for the rest of the year and using that month to catch up on, you know, some of the lower priority stuff that uh, that maybe you've had to set aside in the leaner months. Yeah, and another thing that I'll throw in here too as an option for people to consider is kind of know what the difference is between the necessities and maybe mm-hmm. the things that aren't necessary and know how to scale back. So it's not to say that you can't do those things, but if things start to turn in, right. in the wrong direction, you know, you can always scale back on things. And so and, and right. that comes into like your fixed expenses versus variable, not necessary expenses. And a great example would be if you're, you know, if knowing what those are, you might be in a better position to know that maybe you can't afford a $800 a month truck payment because that really pushes up the number of things that you have to pay right. on, a, on a regular basis. And, and so, you know, knowing those numbers will really help you and, and, mapping it all out will really help you when you know what that fluctuation might be in case there is another recessionary downturn where your income is going to be affected for Mm -hmm. 6, 12, 18 months. You know, those are important things to know how to make sure that you can kind of scale up or scale down depending on how the economy and the market's doing. Right. Especially if you're 
income is going to be sensitive to such vagaries along with the weather. And uh, if there's one thing we know, it will change. Always does. <laughs> it always does. <laughs> the so, only constant is change. Yeah. So we we did a, a pretty good deep dive into how to build a budget from scratch a few shows ago. And uh, we'll link to that article and podcast in uh, in the notes to go with this one. Um, so if you need the basics, you know, go back and uh, start with that one. And then this would kind of build on that with the idea of how to tweak it for those weird situations. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, the the successful people are the ones that have a budget that's written out and they look at it on a regular basis and they have an emergency fund. If you can do those two things, you're going to be able to weather most all the storms. I think that uh, that about covers it for today. Um, Wraps it up. Another one of the books. Another one in the books. And uh, we will uh, see what we can come up with for next week. Sounds good, Dave. Always a pleasure. All right. Thanks, Nick. Gather round and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.